Maggie here. Just like to introduce the topic for our episode today as the Material Girl episode, where we'll be talking about things we purchase and uh, things we love to purchase, things we don't want to give up, and how that sometimes influences our financial independence, but sometimes maybe we've decided it's worth it. Worth it. Just encouraging each other's spending. Yeah, that's pretty much what this episode is. But I mean, that's important too, because it's not about not spending. Mm -hmm. It's about choosing what you're spending on. Yeah, it's being conscious of it. Yeah. Material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Vaginance. We're very happy to be here and to be your vaginantial advisors. (laughs) Vaginantial advisors. (laughs) I spent money and didn't do any homework, so, Mm. you know, know, we talked a lot about how we need to be honest about our failures, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a failure, but maybe just I wouldn't call it a success either. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought, but it was, again, I think the same thing I did last week. I was like, oh, I bought a gift. Same thing this week. I bought Phil's, um, her birthday is right before Christmas, so her birthday slash Christmas present I bought this week, and it was not super cheap. Um, okay, so yeah, we got to talk about some purchases this week. It's very important to contextualize that this was the week of the election, and so tensions in the world were high. Um, so not everything that might have meant to be get done, meant to be get done, <laughs> <laughs> got done, and that's okay. I only got halfway through in time, 2011 sci-fi thriller starring Justin Timberlake. Um <laughs> and I completely forgot to watch it. Me Julie too. Forgot. But I've seen it. Yeah, I just went on the fact that I've seen it before, but I didn't watch it either. Cheating. <laughs> Very, yeah, well, I almost spoiled something for Julie. There was a sad moment, and I knew it was going to happen, but it was sad still. <laughs> you haven't no finished it yet, though, so you don't about. know how it ends, right? No. I mean, you could probably guess how it ends, but. I'm not yet. I'm, uh, I'm just along for the ride. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Did we establish any other homework this past week? What other homework? My homework this week was to get together with Taylor and figure out what she's going to owe in taxes for her freelance work. Yep. I scoured my emails and Amazon site pur- purchases and everything else to figure out how much I had spent. And I put it in a spreadsheet and then Julie did some magic and calculated out. What how approximately how many taxes? Spreadsheet magic. It was spreadsheet. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. That is amazing. And then I brought her cookies as a thank you, but and they were magical. The cookies are really good, but I definitely owe you a lot more because that was like hundreds of dollars worth of work for free. You don't understand how much I love spreadsheets. Yeah, was that like, was a <laughs> gift. Julie will pay. You. I'm helping you out. <laughs> No, it was really great to actually just sit down and like look at everything I had spent um, and what I could use as part of my, you know, um, deductions. And uh, what did we fall on? It was like, how much am I going to owe? Like not as much as I thought, right? Like 2500 Yeah, I think actually only about 2300 And yeah. that might include... Converting all of your traditional 401k to a Roth this year mm-hmm. and taking advantage of your nice low tax bracket. Yeah. So I'm going to do that before the end of the year. That is my homework to look into. That sounds like a huge accomplishment. Yeah, that's massive. Yeah. Mostly 
for for Julie because of Julie, <laughs> really. But can I we talk about little. the more exciting spreadsheet, which was not the tax spreadsheet? Did you get a chance to look at it? It's got a whole plan for the next year for you. Oh, I know. I was terrified <laughs> when I saw it. <laughs> I was terrified. Is it, is Slam it, it a closed. feasible plan? Yeah. What was scary about, about it? I just I I feel like anytime I have. I think I was telling you a little bit about this today. Anytime I start to think about my finances and tracking my money every month of like what I'm spending and where it's going, I just immediately I want to be like, nope, shut down, not going to do this. <laughs> I'm good. So uh, it's just it's it's beautiful and I'm going to do it. It's just scary thinking about actually really paying attention to what I'm spending my money on. I definitely cannot, I've found and learned in the past month, I cannot look at every purchase I make every day because then I get overwhelmed by it. And like, I it's feel like, overwhelmed, exactly. It's like when you have a to do list that's too big and then you're just like, um, just not gonna do anything. Yes. But if I paralyzed. do it like once a week and then kind of reflect back on the week, that seems to be working better for me. Maybe that's what I need to do. I think I just need to schedule in time. Like, Every Friday, I'm going to look at my bank account and see what I've spent money on, where I'm at. Because this is the other thing, too, is I have so many apps that track my spending. But and I've mentioned this to you, Becca, and I think to you as well. My apps don't always know what category to put my spending in. So then I feel like I'm spending so much time just going into my apps and correcting it right so like with mint i have all these goals of okay i want to spend this amount on money i want to spend this amount on food i want to spend this amount on whatever but when i go in and see how it's tracking it it doesn't always know that like okay that purchase wasn't actually food that was this other thing like it doesn't always categorize it correctly so then the just the stress of going in and fixing that to know what i'm actually then then that becomes like another thing i have to do and then it becomes even more stress. I get even more stressed out about it. And I just like don't even want to look at it because then I have to spend an hour just fixing the categories. Yeah. Is there a way f- to make your categories more general where you won't have to be doing that? I think they're the standard like bank accounting categories that yeah. your your bank statement puts it into. But what I wonder is if it starts to learn. So if there's places you go to repeatedly, once you've recategorized mm-hmm. it Maybe I just a time it a or two. Because I think I'm just not I'm like trying to like I'm being overbearing with it you know I'm like trying to make it perfect and if it's not perfect I immediately want to give up I think when when we started really focusing on our finances this spring we focused on just well one category primarily first which was our food spending and so we didn't worry about fixing everything related to other ones we just made that our food but made sure that the food budget was showing accurately Mm. because that was the one we were blowing out all the time right that's smart so maybe just like a category at a time look at like what you spend the most on and then just focus on that Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point yeah that's very 80 20 principle of you julian i liked it Mm. (laughs) i'm so glad please explain what the 80 20 (laughs) what is the 80 20 principle uh the 80 20 principle is i'm gonna get it backwards um 80 percent of results come from 20% of input. So basically like, for example, a company is working and they make 
a uh, hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. You could predict that eighty million dollars of that came from their highest twenty percent of their employees performing. So, what I, Julie was saying is her biggest expense was food. Um, so you can get big results just by fixing that mm-hmm. rather than spending your time on every little Everything. detail. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's very hard to explain a concept, which in my head is simple. No, that was really, <laughs> no, that, great that totally makes sense to me. Like focus on the problem. That's going to be yeah. like 80% of your problem, which is the food budget. Yeah. And just like fix the that. And then like the 20% matter, is yeah. way less important. So yeah. Um, but you can, the 80, 20 principle in the book that is called the 80, 20 principle is about the 80-20 principle in all aspects of life. They definitely talk about finances, but they talk about relationships. And it's like 80% of your joy in your life probably comes from 20% of your social relationships. Mm. And so figuring out what those are and like focusing on those a little more than spreading out all of your right. energy on That's across all these cool. places. And what else do they talk about, Julie? It That book, like I was familiar with the 80-20 principle before, but that book blew me away at just how many areas of life that he touched on and off the top of my head I'm not gonna be able to do it but he talked about like career choices he even had like an investing one um hiring people hiring um, answering emails like what books you read like you can pretty much apply it to any aspect of your life Mm. um they talk about like population growth and where food is grown like it applies it's this weird economic principle that just applies to like every aspect of human behavior mm-hmm. you should read it it's cool i will read it put it on the list um, there's an audio yeah, book like and he has a really thing. nice uh like relaxing british voice um so i guess this is important for me to remember too because i often don't but swing it back to the 80 20 principle if you're feeling overwhelmed about something just find the one thing that will make the biggest impact yeah fix that one thing Getting out of debt. Yeah. And I mean, who talks about it? One of the financial people talks about it. They're like, if you're going to fix your finances, focus on the big wins, which is like your transportation, your car, your house, and don't focus so much on not buying a $5 coffee because you're fix the big things first. Yeah. Right. If you're having to change a purchasing decision every single day that is only going to save you $5, that's a lot of effort mm-hmm. to make sure that you stick to that. Whereas if you can change one thing, that's much bigger. I you do only feel have to like, make that decision once. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, I do feel like since we've been doing this, I am a lot more conscious of what I'm spending money on because I was spending money on stuff all the time, just not even thinking about it. Like, oh, 20 bucks here, 40 bucks here. But now I feel like I spend a lot less just thinking about money in general, even if it's not like, you know, making a massive impact, it does feel nice to just know, like, do I really need this? I don't like, this is not going to make me happy. Yeah. And I mean, you say it might not be making massive impact, but if over time, like it it definitely will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, there's just so much crap that I buy that I'm like, why am I buying this? You know, when it comes to things like food, I think, that to me, I'd rather spend my money on like a really great meal or a gift or something that I think like would bring like a mood, make other people happy as well. Like going out to dinner with some friends or like bringing a friend like a gift like that to me seems more worthwhile than like 
you know, buying all the clothes that I used to (laughs) buy. (laughs) You seemed pretty jazzed up after your grocery shopping experience last week. I did. I forgot about that. I went to the grocery store and I had a list, a very short list of like, we need these three things. And I didn't buy anything outside of that. That's Imp- amazing. I, that's impressive. I've like, never done that. I, I, I've I, ever I didn't done that even either. have a desire. I was just like, we went, we like got these things. We we're like, great, let's go. And we didn't buy any other shit. That is impressive. Truly unrelatable. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, insane. I went to the grocery store today for a loaf of bread and got 10 items. <laughs> <laughs> Were they all things that go on the bread or between the bread? I think three out of those 10 items might have been sandwich related, but uh, to wash got, down the bread. Yeah, I got I got some frozen Amy's meals because, you know, I love mm. Amy. Yeah, Amy's is great. Um, I can't remember what else. Maggie's vegan. Everyone <laughs> needs to know that. Which is, yeah. It's Am- going to come up. <laughs> I would just like to note that I am not the one who announced that. <laughs> We didn't say it was going to come up because you were going to bring it up. Becca was just setting the stage for us to bring it up. (laughs) So that no one's shocked when we talk about it. Um, But yeah, Amy's is, even if you're not vegan, amazing. Mm. Amy's is really Mm -hmm. good. I love the burritos. Me too. I live on those. Mm. It's probably why I have a vitamin deficiency. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what was everyone's like frivolous spending in the last week I've got mine because it was it took a lot of thought because I am trying to be mindful about my spending and I don't need anything like at all um but I just like got in my head that I wanted a pajama set (laughs) (laughs) and I looked up what I wanted and I found it at target.com 22 it is like 21.99 for the set and it's a little shorts top like short sleeve top button down and shorts and it's black with white piping and I just put it in my cart and I just stared at it and I was like don't buy it don't buy it don't buy it and I didn't buy it and I waited another day and then I waited another day I waited five days and I decided if at the end of the week after all the election nonsense I still wanted this thing I could do it and I still wanted it so I bought it and I can't wait to get it it's coming on Thursday I feel like your level of joy 100% justifies that purchase. I think so, too. And your level of self-restraint is unrelatable in your own words. <laughs> and just the fact that you didn't also add four more things into your cart. Well, I did add one thing because of the ship. Like, you get free shipping after you spend 35 right, So thank right. you for calling me out. I But actually, no, thank you. Because I originally added five pairs of underwear because they have the, like, buy five, get one free. And I was like, I really don't need this. So I took it out. And then I was, like, trying to look at groceries so I get something practical. So I bought my protein powder that I get from Target. So oh, that's well you were gonna buy that anyway. So yeah. So it's a and it's a consumable and it's yeah, my favorite vegan powder that doesn't taste like ass. So nice. That's good. Vegans love ass. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Fun bag. <laughs> well insider knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean, I have a lot that has happened as far as things I shouldn't spend money on in like the past seven days. Mm. Um, well, I bought Phil that gift, which I probably shouldn't spend as much money as I did. And then bought myself some things because I was like looking at my kitchen and I was like, this could be better. And so... <laughs> 
I, I think that every day when I look at my you're gonna, kitchen. You're going to love the things that I could not resist buying <laughs> from my kitchen. <laughs> I got a new dish drying rack. Important. Because the dish drying rack that I have takes up half my sink. This one goes on the counter. So now I can have full oh. use of my sink back. That is important. How did you even do that? I just don't cook at my house. So I didn't have dishes. But now that fills in my life, there's just always dishes. And so... Always dishes. She cooks delicious food. Babe, I love you. Thank you. Please continue cooking for me. There's just so many dishes. Well, and if you only have half sink, yeah, I think this is a good solution. This was important. Um, And then I got one of those things that you put in your fridge that you can put a 12 pack of cans in that like auto dispenses them. Yeah. I feel like I remember that from my childhood. Like, I I needed one of those because I had. I got a bad back. It's really hard for me to reach. <laughs> I got to bend down and reach all the way back for the last can. And I was like, I need a better system. <laughs> I need a better system. So I got one of those. Um, and then also me and one of my cousins split the cost of a cabin to go camping this weekend. Oh, that's amazing. That's really cool. Where are you going? Canyon Lake. Mm. And it's like a little, I think there's like bunk beds so me and Phil and uh, two of my cousins and George and Leah are going to go. That's awesome. Um, sit out by the campfire and drink whiskey and be foolish, I suppose. Be foolish. Mm-hmm. Julie, what'd you buy? I went back and looked through my spending because I feel like after the massive bike purchase last week, I kind of stepped back a little <laughs> because I know as soon as it shows up, I'm going to buy a bunch of accessories. So there's many frivolous purchases coming. But what I saw in the transactions is probably unnecessary is a new hot tub cover for the free hot tub we got. So perfectly justifiable, right? Completely. Yes. 100%. (laughs) What, you're going to leave that thing uncovered? You've got to keep it clean. Before you continue, I just want to point out that we're all telling each other that our purchases were smart moves. (laughs) No shame, no Wait till you get to mine. (laughs) Um, It has a cover on it. The cover is just in pretty bad shape. Mm. So I feel like it's more responsible with water and energy to spend money to put a better cover on it. Yeah. This is in the Earth's best interest. And then we also ordered like bamboo reed um, privacy screen things to go around it. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's I mean, that's amazing. like a good. So you can be naked. Yeah. Like well, and because as you guys have That's a good noticed, Airbnb purchase. It is in my driveway visible from the street. Yes. We are very classy here in East Austin. I honestly didn't notice. <laughs> But if there was like, you know, someone chilling topless in the hot tub in the driveway, you would notice. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's an, that's a necessary purchase because yeah. I don't intend on wearing a top in your hot tub. Exactly. And I don't want to be forced yes. to. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care what your neighbors think or if there's bamboo screens or not. So. I mean, to be fair, all bets are off on this street because our neighbors across the street, their little boys are so adorable. And one of them, one day, we're just looking out the window and he has crawled up on top of their vehicle in the driveway and is just peeing off the side, <laughs> just butt naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> So all the neighbors will be very happy to see us in the hot tub with our tatas free. <laughs> I think people pay good money to see that. So also, it's totally legal everywhere in Austin. That is yeah. true, and I think that's a the bamboo privacy um, walls, whatever. 
That is a great purchase for like air because you Airbnb your place out sometimes. Like people will really appreciate having that. Yes. So that's like just a smart, you know, purchase to make. And for the ambiance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tropical yeah. hot tub. <laughs> you could put some lights out, uh, string lights up oh, on yes. it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm very excited. Okay, Taylor, With lay that. it on us. <laughs> So my frivolous purchase this week, um, I spent about $100 on uh, cookies. <laughs> this doesn't sound frivolous to me. As somebody who received some of these cookies, yeah. I have no complaints about this purchase. I went to Tiny's Milk and Cookies, the greatest chocolate chip cookie store in the world. And um, got a little excited and maybe purchased 30 cookies or so. Wait, where'd they all go? (laughs) I gave some to Julie uh, for helping with the finance stuff. And then I gave some to my mom because she loves chocolate chip cookies. And then I brought uh, some back for us. I was like, I hope you got yourself some too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some in the house. Um, and then I also got like coffee and some other stuff. Just pastries, really. $100 on pastries. That's amazing. Um, generous as well. But very well, they were very delicious. So I'm a total convert. No. This was a new addiction I didn't need, but I'm very happy to have. You're welcome. I feel like that purchase brought you joy. And you had even said before mentioning this that you were excited to spend money on giving things to people. I do. And so that yeah. was a perfect example of that. Yes, I do. I will often explain big purchases away by just I will I justify them by being like, well, I'm buying this for somebody else or this is like also going to benefit someone else, which makes me feel better about the purchase. Um, Like with gifts, like I always will spend more than I should on gifts because it's like, well, I, I feel that. weird about spending this on me, but because it's a gift, mm-hmm. like I, I get I get. I don't want to get off, but I like, I get off on the excitement. Scratch that. Don't include Your that in the love podcast. language is gift giving. Yes. I really get excited about giving get people really aroused. good gifts. Yes. What's your love language? What gets you off? I get off on. I relate to that. I also in spaces. unable to control myself with travel spending mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm like, well, that's what I want to do with my life right. and my time and yeah. money. And so if it's expensive, then fuck it, I'm doing it anyway, because that's what I want to spend money on. And then I'll come back and be like, well, now I'm broke the rest of the year. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. After Becca messaged about the Gazingas pins today, I started thinking about like what those things are. I also asked Zach, my husband, for his opinions. And he knew some for me that I hadn't thought about. But travel was definitely one of the ones that came up on mine. Mm-hmm. I cannot pass up a good flight deal if there's any chance I can shove one more trip into my calendar. Mm-hmm. So in the book, say the Your Money or Your Life, there's this concept she brings up a lot called a gazingus pin. And it's something that whenever you see it, you can't help but buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people, it's like things they collect. Um, and so one of the like, exercises is to figure out what your gazingus pen is Hmm. mine oh i don't know mine's definitely probably food like i know there's a couple of times i never have a budget i'm very very budget-minded but i'm completely budgetless when i travel like you said i do not there is there's not there's no budget when i've traveled (laughs) 
Um, but I budget for that. <laughs> um, and when I grocery shop, I don't work with a budget. I just get what I want. Um, yeah. So those two things, but I bet I can narrow it down more. Mm. Yeah. I didn't even think about food for gazingas pens because I'm just not even gonna, no, <laughs> not so making any more adjustments in that area than I already have. Probably burrata cheese might be my oh. pen. <laughs> Every time you pass it, you just like, I, I think I need this. I think I need it. I have a bad habit, although I'm not. I like refuse to undo it. It's just something I'm always going to do. For my birthday every year, I buy myself a very expensive new pair of glasses. Oh, oh. I and I just love habit. doing that, and it like makes me happy, and it's my birthday present to myself. And I refuse to not do it. That's so great. You do have really nice glasses, I've noticed. <laughs> Very, like, sharp. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's actually, like, a really nice marking the passage of time thing. Like, new year, new me, new glasses. Yeah. And I, like, have so much fun going and trying on all the different glasses. It's like a birthday experience for me. Mm-hmm. Aww. Like, I got to go get my prescription renewed in January and then come February, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to go Lens Crafters. We're going to go you know, Warby Parker. Is it Warby Parker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's very sweet. I like that ritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of sweet ritual. Oh, <laughs> shout out. percent That is absolutely a gazinga spin. Yeah. Um, one that I used to have that COVID put a massive kibosh on um was novelty cocktails does the mm. glass come with smoke in it does it come in a pineapple oh i don't care how much it costs i always get it i want i want the novelty cocktail oh. i have to reach my hand in a cage to get it <laughs> uh what is that place called where we we went Rose for room yes oh. i love the roosevelt yes we went there for my oh. ux when i graduated that was like my graduation do you remember we went there yeah. for cocktails for, yes, we went to the Roosevelt Room for cocktails when I graduated from that program, nice. and it was fucking amazing. That cigar cocktail thing where it like comes in an ashtray, oh, what? so good. <laughs> yeah, there was like a whiskey cocktail that literally came in a glass ashtray. Fuck yes, we gotta go. Once COVID's done, we gotta celebrate our podcast by going to Roosevelt Room and we spending too much money on cocktails. But my story about Roosevelt Room is... They organized their menu in different categories. There's mm-hmm. like tiki drinks and like classic American drinks and stuff like that. I was like, oh, definitely going for the tiki drink. And then the top of the menu is like the least alcoholic to the most alcoholic. And I was like, well, clearly I'm going with the most alcoholic tiki drink <laughs> that I can get. So I ordered that. And I was with a table of like 11 people and everyone got very normal appearing cocktails <laughs> And mine showed up in a flaming <laughs> skull. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was so happy. The showmanship of cocktails is uh, really, I agree with you, Becca. Like, I think I've spent way too much money on, on like really fancy, stupid cocktails that are just yeah. like all show. Um, so Julie very generously kind of broke out some different subjects especially circled around the book your money or your life and we have hovered very strongly in one of those sections titled 
material girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So maybe we could go over a couple of the other questions that you provided for us, because I really liked um, Mm them. So one of the questions was, what's your gazingaspin, which we just discussed, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm sure we'll have plenty more. Um, But the first question was, talk about one thing you own that you love, and what do you love about it? Um, My head, I have a lot of things that I love, especially at our house. I feel like um, Taylor uh, has, I don't know, she has a very beautiful home and it's made me appreciate a lot of the things we have. But one of the things I have that I just like love and Taylor just happens to have an identical one is a fake fireplace. And it's (laughs) a little space heater that looks like it's a little fireplace. And I've had it since Christmas of last year. And I remember like over Christmas, I used to like sketch it and I was just like, this is my favorite object. I just love it so much. I love the atmosphere it creates. I love how simple it is. I love how I can turn it on. And if I want, I can turn the heat on and it just changes the room for you. Yeah. I would tattoo that on my body. I love it <laughs> so much. Yeah. That's one of my things. I do love, yeah, I love those little fireplaces. I, I found mine at a... Um, thrift store Mm. and I brought it home and Becca was like I have the exact same thing (laughs) (laughs) it's like well now we have two Um, I think mine thing is my um, Sam's blanket (laughs) (laughs) that we talked about last (laughs) (laughs) it comes up a lot (laughs) we just want Sam's to sponsor us so they can give us all free blankets Um, Julia I would really like um, after about 30 podcasts you to Put in a separate folder every time Taylor says, I want X to sponsor us. And just edit that into like one five minute clip of Taylor being like, I want Sam's to sponsor us. I want Mint to sponsor us. We'll like, drop a beat in the background. Yeah. I can So it's that. like a rap. I want, I want, I want. Listen, Sam's. Putting that energy out in the world. <laughs> Sam's has the best fucking soft blankets, and it really does make me feel safe when I put it on my body. <laughs> it is makes me so happy. I love it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's tough. I feel like there's so many things that I have that I love. But I also, like, if you took it away for a week, I'd forget that I had it, you know? (laughs) I'm trying to think about the things I miss greatly when I travel. Mm. (laughs) And it's the toilet seat. Oh, it should be. Yes. A hundred percent. Has the best toilet seat. The best bidet. It's it's not just a bidet. It's changed my life. It is. A way of life. <laughs> I never he thought did. I would be bougie about a toilet, but we have the like Toto Japanese toilet seat that has the whole bidet thing, a nice little remote, and the seats are heated. That's insane. And I never thought, like, I grew up in Canada, you know, I'm used to very, very cold toilets. And I never thought living in Texas that this would be the, the true delight that it is. <laughs> It's amazing. It's truly, it truly changed me the first time I used the bidet in that guest room. And does that guest bathroom lock? 
No, no, there are no locks in our entire house. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I came over, it was a party. It was one of y'all's big birthday parties. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I need to spend some time in here. But the door didn't have a lock and there were all these people. I was like, oh, it's a dangerous game I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for parties, we really probably should. I Like all of the doors in our house, we redesigned our house and it's it's a very small footprint. So we put all pocket doors in. But the locking mechanism for pocket doors are not great. Mm-hmm. And, and we didn't like the hardware that locks. We wanted our fancy black hardware. So we got the hardware we wanted, and then we just never put locks on the doors. I mean, <laughs> it's worked fine. out. 99% yeah. of the time, it's fine. For talking to 80-20 principle, do not get locks. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Subtle. yeah. I could just put, like, cool recording lights outside or something. Like, turn on the neon lightning bolt when you're in the bathroom. I like yes. that. Yes. That would be yeah. cool. It's a great idea. I think everyone needs neon lights in their bathroom, so. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, in I am a, In Rainier. That is something that I love that I stole from you. Yeah. That was something I really wanted for a long time. And although I do love my neon sign, uh, it is probably not one of my most treasured. I really, uh, when I think about this question, realize that I my spending habits contrast greatly with my mindset because I'm like, oh, I'm not a material person. Like I could probably get rid of everything I own and, and be fine. But then I buy a bunch of dumb shit. <laughs> so, um, but I think maybe my most treasured thing that I currently own, I recently acquired within the past couple of years. I think I've told you guys the story at least. Um, but my dad was stationed in Germany in the seventies um, when he was in the army and he stole an original Star Wars 1977 A New Hope poster from his army bunker and gifted it to me mm. in my adulthood. And so I have an original Star Wars poster in German. I think before the movie was like entirely cast because Mark Hamill is definitely not as muscular <laughs> as the Mark Hamill portrayal of this poster. but I love that. It is yeah. an amazing poster. And Maggie got it framed in the most badass frame as well. Yeah, the frame was kind of expensive too. <laughs> but part of the deal was that my dad, it's like in fairly bad shape because he had it up in his army bunker and then wherever he lived after the army. So it's got all these thumbtack holes in it. I was like, it's not going to survive more thumbtacks. So I had to go get it framed. Um, but it looks really good in my living room. That's awesome. And it makes me think of him. Yeah, that is very sweet and unique. That is really cool. I don't speak German, though. A lot of people come over and they're like, oh, you know German. No. You come across as yeah. someone who knows German. Yeah. <laughs> I'm partly German, so maybe it's, I don't know, maybe I look a little German. But no, I, I don't know any German. Um, but I do have a joke in German, which is fully unrelated to this podcast, but that a joke someone told me that I thought was true for many years until uh, I was told how dumb I was for not understanding the joke. Oh, I love it. Uh, Becca, what do you? what is the word for constipated in German? I don't know. Far from pooping. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that was the truth. <laughs> Far from pooping. That's an amazing joke. For that's years, really I good. thought that was true. Oh my gosh, we could have a whole segment of lies we believed for a yeah. long time. <laughs> Ooh, and lives we've perpetuated. Mm. Yeah. This is one of my favorite things to do. What, Santa Claus? <laughs> 
No, just to to lie very convincingly about things that people don't know. Like it is my <laughs> my mission to convince people that the province next to Alberta in Canada is pronounced Saskatchewan. <laughs> and because I'm Canadian, they stop arguing you with me to. once They're I like, tell people must that. Saskatchewan. Clearly, I've Saskatchewan. been hearing this whole time. Skas- Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. And well, <laughs> I can't even pronounce Taylor the can't say pronunciation. <laughs> Saskatchewan. Well, because one of the major cities, if you can call it that, um, there is Saskatoon. Then I I'm don't like, believe well, you. <laughs> no, well, that one is true. But I'm like, why would it be Saskatoon, Saskatchewan and not Saskatoon, Saskatchewan? Fair point. Julie, if you had told me a lot of good points, (laughs) no matter what, even if people knew how to pronounce it before the conversation, by the time I'm done with them, they can't remember at all how to pronounce it. That would I would I feel like I would fall prey to that. Yes. I'd be like, Julie's one of the smartest people I know. She would never. She would know this. (laughs) Clearly, I'm wrong. Well, and that's the beauty of it is that then everyone else spreads my lie for me. (laughs) And then that just the lie becomes the truth. Exactly. It's a social experiment and fake news. (laughs) Say it loud enough and often enough, and people will believe it. Okay, one of the other, <laughs> one of the other questions uh, was, what was the last item you actually wore out? Oh, I remember that one, yeah. That's easy for me. I wear out shoes very quickly and repeatedly all the time. Yeah, I do too. The heels of my shoes often. Will... I don't know if I'm wearing them wrong or... <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Because yeah. I don't feel like I wear, like some of the shoes where the heels wear out quickly, I don't wear them that often. I'll just wear them like one night out and then suddenly the heels all fucked up. Yeah, I wear I'm buying cheap shit. My pinky my pinky toes end up popping out of the side. <laughs> and I don't know why that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I have the charming habit of wearing shoes until they wear out and then replacing them but keeping the old pair. Uh, so now my closet yes. is just stacks of shoes that I don't want to wear. I mean, now I just moved, so I got rid of a ton, but there's still a ton of shoes that I like definitely don't wear in there. I feel you on that. My closet is like half shoes that I worked so hard to find comfortable mm-hmm. shoes because I'm so picky about my feet. And then I just wear them until they're unwearable, but I still can't get rid of them. And the other half of the closet is shoes I have bought that are the exact same shoes as the ones I am wearing because I'm so scared that they're going to outmode the new shoes I worked so hard to find that I like that anytime they go on sale, I just buy them. So half my closet is like unusable shoes. And the other half is like my fear purchase of future (laughs) Future shoes. (laughs) Future Future shoes. Yeah. That is one of my gazingus pins. Yeah. I have a bad habit of keeping clothes that I really love that are really cute, but don't fit me. And I'll just hold on to them because I think one day I'm going to fit into them again. So like half of my closet, no joke, probably half of my closet is just clothes that I cannot actually fit into. But I can't get rid of because I'm like, this is the cutest sweater ever. Like, I can't get rid of this. (laughs) So that's a fun thing to live with. 
can't. Your brain doesn't need that shit. I can't. Put them in a box. Yes. Put them in your shed. Yes. And when you go out there and you can't remember what's in that box, Becca takes it away. <laughs> Seriously. That way you don't, otherwise, I don't think it's good for your brain to keep looking at clothes that you want to wear but can't wear. And you just look at it every day. Put it in a box. You don't need that shit. And then put it in the, cl- and put it in the shed. In fact, one of those questions in the material girl category was, what do you have in storage or closets that you'd be better off without? (laughs) And why do you keep it? That's true. It's the hope. The hope of one day fitting into it, I think, is what keeps me holding on. I had the privilege of buying a house with a storage shed that already had a bunch of shit in it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that is a privilege. Um, I'm afraid to touch some of it. So it's, I probably should get rid of that stuff. But it's like, there's definitely bugs and like creatures. And I'm like, I don't think they make gloves long enough for me. I need a whole bodysuit in order to do that. And so brown recluses, copperheads. Yeah. Could be really dangerous. In general, I'm a I'm fairly comfortable with bugs, but like when it's in a dark shed that's been, I'm like, I don't know, rat shit has diseases. Just light it on fire. Yeah. So I have that to deal with. Um I'm pretty good about keeping my closet small, but I do have some sentimental clothes. And I have a large costume suitcase mostly i can't fit into them either but i'm like oh you never know when you're gonna need a costume (laughs) (laughs) i I think you need a trunk for your costume yeah a treasure treasure chest (laughs) half Um, of it's just cocktails and the other half is costumes (laughs) costumes and cocktails (laughs) um I yeah so I hate having stuff and whenever I moved I got so I got rid of so much shit like so much shit I just love getting rid of stuff I'm kind of like what Maggie was saying I just want to burn everything I have um I told I can't remember if I told y'all this that like one day so when I moved I like you know filled up my jeep a couple times and then we rented a truck and filled that up but once when I like filled up my jeep and I had it like parked somewhere. I don't remember if I went to work or something. I just left all the doors unlocked and had hoped that someone would just take everything inside so that I wouldn't have to move it. But no one did. No one stole anything. Mm, yeah. I leave my doors unlocked, but that's just because I don't want them to break the glass, uh, which was a tip that I picked up from. I don't remember where I picked it up from, but if you don't leave anything valuable in your car anyways and they can't steal it um, because it has like like my car has like auto theft like you have to it's a keyless entry. So you would have to have the key in the car for them to take it as someone who's had their car stolen. (laughs) I can say that is not true. (laughs) Okay, well, my idea is I I lock it when I'm out. But when I'm in my drive, like when it's parked in my drive, I leave it unlocked because someone's going to come sniffing around. They're probably going to want to break the the windows and it costs more to get the windows replaced than anything inside the car is worth. Yeah. That's- so to me, it's like, I'd rather leave the doors unlocked for if someone wants to go in and look, there's nothing in there that they could take that I would be like really sad about. I'd be more upset about having to replace the windows in my car. So that's my reasoning for leaving my car unlocked at night in my driveway. I think that's pretty common actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by the way, for anyone thinking my car got stolen in East Austin, it did not. It got stolen in Westlake, which oh, is shit. West Austin fancy town. Wow. Wait, what happened? I, I, yeah, know I never this. heard about this. This is a longer story for another day. 
It's the Audi that we still have. Uh-huh. We did end up recovering the car, um, but they had like joyridden it around and used it to steal packages from other fancy neighborhoods, mm-hmm. which <laughs> then also made me think I was just going to get pulled over for months afterwards because yeah. our car had been reported for stealing packages and stuff. But um, yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. So do you have a keyless entry as well? How did they, did they hotwire? Like how did they steal it? I think so. <laughs> this may seem a little paranoid, but now we keep our keys in our house in a little Faraday pouch that blocks the signal because there are devices people can use to boost the signal from your key in your house so that they can unlock your car. Outside. Yeah, but when they start to drive away with it without the key physically, I don't in know there. how they do it, Taylor. Okay, I don't. I am not a car thief. Why are you not a car thief? We need, to know, we need answers. Because <laughs> my understanding is that, with, at least with my car, I have the Avalon. It, it will if it doesn't recognize it that there's a key in the car. Once you start driving, like you can't drive away without right. the key in the car. Right. But say some some someone was able to boost the signal, get the car at least started. Once they get down the block, if it realizes that you don't have like. As soon right. as you stop the car, say, like, it, like key not in car, but I think yeah. when they do the signal boosting, they have some sort of technology that can also replicate the key signal. Uh, so will it keep? Yeah, oh, I'm not an expert on that, mm. but it happened. They did it. Fucking bougie Westlake car thefts. I have two things I'd like to say unrelated to this. Please. One, someone else is going to have to go get the hot water. I'm on it, <laughs> and. Two, I would like to talk about how you have 15 boxes of cereal. Wait. <laughs> like a fucking psychopath. Yes. Have y'all become bunker people? Tell me about that. No, so I literally sent a photo of all of those boxes of cereal to the cereal company this week because I forgot that my like subscription was coming up and I was going to get four more boxes until I got the shipping notification that I have four more boxes coming to my house right now. Yes. Why do you okay. have a subscription? So you're going to have 19 boxes so, of cereal. So I emailed them and I was <laughs> like, hey, guys, last month when you had when you did the seasonal release, this is magic. <laughs> Why do you Becca have a has spotted the cereal? Okay, well, how did this not even come up during your fucking like whatever zinger pin frivolous spending <laughs> shit category? I will add cereal pin. to my list. Um, <laughs> so this is Magic Spoon cereal, which is like a much healthier protein-based cereal, but it tastes like all of the cereal we were addicted to as children. And <laughs> Last month, they released their like fall seasonal flavors and they released them to people with current subscriptions a week before or a couple days before they released them to everyone else. So I went in there and I ordered the new seasonal ones. And these things come four boxes at a time when you when you buy them. okay? and then while I was checking out, they had a brilliant upsale of this other flavor, which was Honey Nut, which they they're not selling like you can't buy it but I've been wanting to try it for a while. So they were like, "You want us to throw in a little extra two boxes?" And I said, "Yes." Oh my god. So I added that to my current stockpile <laughs> of like the Fruit Loops type variety and the cinnamon cuz those two are my favorite. Those are fucking great. You should open the boxes and smell them. I- like especially like if if you know the smell of Fruit Loops, when you open that box and smell it, it is uncanny. 
Ugh. Please do it. I just want this. Well, you can have some. There's milk in the fridge. You didn't have enough to spare, Google. <laughs> uh. So I sent them an email and was like, hey, um, if this hasn't shipped yet, is there any way you could possibly cancel or postpone my order because I forgot to bump this one, this renewal out when I bought the seasonal stuff last month. And they were like, you know, our shipping team is so fast that it's already out, out of the warehouse, but, um, we're just going to go ahead and comp you for that and like keep it or give it to friends. So talk about amazing customer service. Yeah, that's awesome. And so to give them a good laugh, because in my email, I was like, my husband's starting to think I'm a serial hoarder, <laughs> which serial apparently killer. my friends also think. <laughs> um, the fine so, line between serial hoarder and serial killer. That is true. That is true. Um, so I sent them a photo of my cereal stash to give them a good laugh and prove that I was in fact being genuine when I said that I had ordered so much. I hope I feel like they would appreciate it. I hope they did. <laughs> Definitely. So do we have any goals that we want to set for by the t- next time we meet? I have some money now uh, that my mom sent me that I was talking about last time about the inheritance so I have that ready to go and I'm like scared to pull the trigger on actually using it because then it's gone once I use it. Um, so I'm going to, I think what me and Julia discussed is using like about 10 grand, right? To pay off the credit card. That's going to feel so nice. My Same. biggest credit mm-hmm. card. Yeah. And then the rest kind of like keeping as a, you know, couple months back up if I need like emergency funds plus the amount I would need to pay off my taxes on my freelance work next year. So just kind of keeping that in reserve. So I think that's what I'm going to do. So that's kind of my plan is doing that soon. I just keep postponing it for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to all come sit around the computer with you? We'll hold hands. We'll make a protective circle. We could. We could like light candles and do like a ritual around it. And I'm not being facetious. I mean, these sorts of things take strength. Yeah. I will bring wine. We will crack that open. (laughs) Celebrate these massive financial gains i would love that for me i I like keep saying that (laughs) i like why prove net worth (laughs) well it just it resonates i i that resonates with me because i keep saying i want to open this investment account but i'm like so scared to actually click anything where my money leaves my hands and then goes somewhere fucking else yeah and i feel like i do need the strength of women maybe maybe we should do that maybe we should pick a night to like you open your investment yeah. account and I pay off part of my credit card. Fuck yeah. We light some candles. We get some nice wine. We turn the lights down low. <laughs> the money circle. Then we all... Stiff as a board. Yes. Like yes. that. <laughs> That'll feel really good though once you do it. I hope so. Yeah. Cool. So dealing with your inheritance money that you got this week yes. is, a, is a near future goal for you. Yes. I think part of what I'm worried about is I'm going to pay it off and it's going to not feel like it's enough and then it's just going to keep slowly going back up you know like when you pay off your credit card and it feels like you paid off a lot but then like two days later you're like how is it already half back up to where i like got it down from because then all those other fees start coming in it'll feel you'll notice it i hope so 
I don't really have. I don't think I have. Well, okay, I can come up with a goal. I gotta fucking invest my money. Um, so I'd really, really like to get that done. Certainly by end of month. Um, I got. I like psyched myself out over the last week because I was like, I didn't know. And I know like all the shit we're reading saying like, don't try and like time the market, but I, it was a particularly volatile week. So I didn't really know if it would be an objectively like bad time to pour a bunch of money in. Um, see, here's the thing. If you would have invested last week though, you'd be looking hot today. Yeah. Market went up 1200 points today. That's beautiful. What, where, how are you looking? Where are you going to look at the market? Just the news. um but yeah so like that's just to say i mean tomorrow it might drop 1800 points who fucking knows but there's there's no use in timing it i know also i I don't remember what it is called but most of the financial advocates whatever they're called um the financial people they advocate for buying in small amounts at a time and then Mm. you just end up with the average over it Mm. that way you don't put all of your money in on a bad day yeah jo collins argues this point just so you know yes that's the financial people i was talking about no argues against that point (laughs) oh argues against it yeah well okay because he says buy into the market when in whenever you have excess money to buy in which would kind of have that effect. And then once a year, yeah. they rebalance their portfolio. So they don't yeah. try to time rebalancing. Yeah, he's just saying put your... He's not saying... He says put whenever you have money, put it in. Don't wait for a specific time to do it. But I'd say that's arguing against that point because that's mm. saying I'm picking, I don't know, Friday to put my money in. Or he's saying if you get money on Monday, put it in Monday. If you get money on Friday, put it in Friday. Right. Which I think... Yes, I think there's like an overlap there because we're talking about such a large amount of money. Right. Putting it in on a few different days gets you like sort of an average market cost, maybe. Well, I think there's the article. For my own mental health, I won't be able to do one big dump. Um, I just won't. But I can do a big dump. It just won't be... (laughs) 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 sorry i'm just uh what's a better word for that one drop drop (laughs) is that better (laughs) invest it all at once we'll not be investing it all at once (laughs) yeah not all at once but because but i also have the you may have guessed i have the issue of i consider my emergency fund to be i want a huge emergency fund on hand just in case the world goes to shit even though that's silly because there's much bigger worries if the world goes if the to world shit. goes to shit you can just burn your money yeah. like <laughs> yeah that's a valid point yeah i last year the you I, better have invested in frozen food in, <laughs> and in all point. in very warm sam's blanket yes water filtration 100%. devices Um, last year I had kind of realized that I'd gained a lot of actual cash because I have a, I'm, because I receive cash tips mostly pre COVID. Um, and I like realized I had a lot of cash and I was like, I don't know. I just kind of want to keep it. I don't, uh, just in case something happens, I don't know. And, uh, pretty much everyone in this room was like, you should really put that in the bank so I can (laughs) make money. It's not doing anything for you. And then Taylor specifically was like, if the world, if the bank shut down, you're going to have to burn your cash for fuel. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm so I 100% put, with Taylor on that for sure. No, I put it in the bank. It's in the bank. I Except learned for, everything I know about finances from movies. <laughs> movies. From the book of Eli. <laughs> when banks go up, people are burning them in fucking tin bins for warmth. <laughs> but yeah, so get my money out of my bank account and into an investment portfolio by close of business, November 30th. So it sounds like you need to pick what that emergency safety fund number is so that you're comfortable like, okay, I've decided I'm going to keep that amount of cash. Yeah, for me, it's like I want it to be a year and I know that's way excessive. So I'll have to talk myself down from that.